This is Living It Up, a refreshing daily podcast to help you get excited about beginning each day or your entire life all over again, only this time with the loving God at the center. We hope you'll experience joy from listening and find yourself laughing and living it up all the way to beginning again. For more teaching and encouragement from the Neals, visit their website at livingitup.org. Now, here's Scott and Teresa. Hey everybody! It's Friday. Woohoo! That was weird. We do anyway. it every week. People, if we don't do it, they'll think something happened to us. It's Friday, August 29th, and this is uh, living it up while beginning again. I'm Scott, along with my lovely wife Teresa, and uh, who else? Oh yeah, and our dog Troy as well. Yes. He's right beside me. Mm-hmm. Oh Lord. Anyway, and uh, we are so happy that you're with us again today, and, and uh, we just want to have a great podcast today to kind of get your weekend going, and uh, honey, why don't you tell them what it is? Okay, avoid making mistakes by not being too eager to act. Hmm. Yeah, it's all, it's all about waiting on God, which nobody wants to do, and well, nobody wants to wait. And yeah. uh, we've we've been in, in Samuel some this week. Yeah, we have. We like Samuel. We hope y'all are getting a lot out of it. But we're going to go to Second Samuel two one through eleven. Yeah, and this is uh, this is an example, David's example actually. Um, and so just bear with me. I'm going to read this to you, and then we're going to speak about it. This is, again is Second Samuel, chapter two, one through eleven. After this, David asked the Lord, Should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Yes, the Lord replied. Then David asked, Which town should I go to? To Hebron, the Lord answered. So David's two wives were Anaheim and Jezreel and Abigail. From, I'm sorry, were Anaheim from Jezreel and Abigail, the widow of Nabal from Carmel. So David and his wives and his men and their families all moved to Judah, and they settled in the villages near Hebron. Then the men of Judah came to David and anointed him king over the people of Judah. When David heard that the men of Jabesh Gilead had buried Saul, he sent them this message. May the Lord bless you for being so loyal to your master Saul and giving him a decent burial. And so I want to stop just real quick and say, remember this part, y'all, when it says, May the Lord bless you for being so loyal to your king. That's right. That flew off the page to me. That's to us. May God bless you who are listening for being so loyal to him. That's right. And giving him a decent burial. Okay. May the Lord be loyal to you in return and reward you with his unfailing love. And that again is for us. May the Lord be loyal to you in return. That's right. And reward you with many demonstrations of his love. That flew off. Yeah. I love that when we read the word and it just flies off to us. And then David said, and I too will reward you for what you've done. Now that Saul is dead, I ask you to be strong and loyal subjects like the people of Judah who have anointed me as their new king. But Abner, son of Ner, the commander of Saul's army, had already gone to... Wait, Abner, the son of Ner. Isn't that funny? I know. Had already gone to to Mahanam with with Saul's son, Ishabeth. As Pastor Robert says, uh, hard word. Hard word and harder word. There he proclaimed Ishabeth, king over Gilead, Jezreel, Ephraim, Benjamin, the land of the Israelites, and the rest of Israel. Ishabeth 
Saul's son has was 40 years old when he became king, and he ruled over Menahem for two years. Meanwhile, the people of Judah remained loyal to David. David made Hebron his capital, and he ruled as King Judah, king of Judah for seven and a half years. Well, we often make great mistakes in situations when we are eager to act. And after years as a fugitive, my goodness, David must have burned with excitement at the thought of finally assuming Israel's throne. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. so. Man, I mean, he was just like, my gosh, I've been waiting forever. But, you know, I've been waiting patiently. Well, he'd been like a fugitive. Yeah, he was a fugitive. Yet he accepted a continual and continued delay of his gratification and waited to take charge of the northern Israelite tribes at a later time. Yeah, he del- he was willing to delay the gratification. And and we are so not, most of the time, willing to wait for delayed gratification. We want it now. Not now. Right now. Honey, join with me. Yeah, not now. Yeah, but right, right now. now. You know, and really, you know, David had great respect, even though Saul was trying to kill him for years. David had <laughs> great respect for Saul and for his position he held. And so, you know, his son, he respected him as well. And some people had anointed his son over Judah, you know, and and uh, but he wasn't the anointed one. And so he listened to God's instructions, David did, and became king of only one tribe, mm-hmm. Judah. We would be wise to learn from David's patience and trust in God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Well, that's for sure. I mean, you know, he had waited to be king over all of Israel, okay, and now some people had anointed Saul's son, the people, not God, had anointed Saul's son over part of Israel. And so here's David again going, my goodness, here I go again. You know, I got to, <laughs> you know, I, I thought I was going to be king over all of Israel, but, you know, but this has happened. And so I'm just going to wait on God. What eventually did happen. You know where, where where David was king over all of Israel, right? And in he he was appointed, but he didn't he didn't ascend to the throne for how many years? Did you say? Oh, I don't know. It was a while. It was like thirty years. It was and a long time. He had to go through a lot of stuff that in between time. Yes, he did. But he had the promise, so he knew. You know, I don't. He knew it was going to be worth it, but he also knew all this stuff in between was not easy. Yeah. But he had to endure it, honey. It was it was uh, molding his character. Pre- That's right. Preparing him. You know, waiting on God, you know, I've said this before in, in some of our podcasts, that is probably what well, is my weakest point, that, uh, that I pray for God to, 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 uh, to uh, I don't know if you ever want to pray for patience, but... Because then you'll get a trial. Yeah, but so I, I do pray to God that, you know what, that I would get better at waiting. I mean, you know, uh, God may have, you know, Maybe you thought God said something to you, you know, and and it hasn't come to what you thought it was going to be. Preparation time. Yeah, that's all preparation, and he's you know he's, he's taking those branches off. You know he's you know he's just pruning you, getting you ready. Ask him to tell you again. Yeah, and so you know, you you don't have to be perfect. You know, when God finally, you know, appoints you to that position, but you've got to have the character He's looking the, for. Yeah, you have to have the character, and you have to have the heart. That he's looking for. Mm-hmm. That's what he looks for is your heart. What is your heart's desire? It needs to be God. If God is your heart's desire, then your appointing is going to come just like David's. 
And so in, in, in the in-between time, you pursue God relentlessly, getting to know him from a sincere heart. And that's where David, the whole thing with David was he continually sought to know God. Mm. And that's what we're talking about, this preparation time. You know, where can you continue to seek God with your whole heart and you and you look at your life and you look at your thoughts and your ways and your actions and what's going on in your heart and and take all that to him and get all that right, get right with him between yeah. the two of y'all so that it's all good between the two of you and you can hear him clearly because, you, you know, you continually work, you know, make sure and, and take all the stuff to him on a continual basis so... Your, our relationship with him can stay strong and uh, he can work through us to accomplish the things he's put into our heart. That's true. I mean, my goodness, you know. We look at that situation too and think, even in the small things, you know, if we're asking him for for more people to spread the gospel to, but, you know, we're lazy when it comes to, you know, anything, being someplace on time, yeah, whatever the case may be. And yet we're really asking him for all this big stuff, and, and we're back here not being willing to do this small stuff. The small stuff matters to God. Yeah. Because if we're not faithful, like you said, in, in the small stuff, we're not going to be faithful with the big stuff either. That's right. You know, and our Savior is Jesus, and no one showed us a better example of waiting than he did. And we're not condemning anybody that's late. That's probably one of both of our biggest struggles mm-hmm. as being late. And but it is a character flaw, and it's it, it it is kind of selfish because if you are continually late, you're not really considering other people. Mm-hmm, it's true. You know. That's right. And a lot of it can just be a responsibility. Like me, I piddle. You say I piddle too <laughs> she, too much, or not? Does. I don't start piddling early enough. Yeah, I always tell her, give her an hour and a half to piddle. Is piddling it, is it. that you know is that is concern of God's? Well, is it? Well, in the dictionary, honey, piddle means waiting. You know, or or uh, being late. That's what piddle means. Yeah. But, you know, and, uh, you know, what I was saying was, you know, Jesus, you know, was a great example of how he waited on the Father. I mean, think about it. Okay. I mean, God had a plan. God the Father had a plan, and that was you know, to redeem us through his son Jesus by his blood. Because when you read the Old Testament, the blood of the covenant the blood covers everything, and it has to be blood for there be a, to, for there to be a saving, uh-huh. a salvation. Uh-huh. But what he could have done is he could have said, you know what, eh, I'm going to send the angels down there and just announce to all the world, this is my son, and everyone's going to bow to him, and he doesn't have to go through any of this torture. All right. But what did Jesus do? He kept going forward preaching the gospel and he went through a horrible death but was it worth the wait yeah. oh man aren't we glad because of that perseverance that our lord and savior jesus had that we are righteous because of him and now he sits sits at the right hand of god the father yeah it was worth the wait but Man, we need to just hit our knees and say, thank you, Jesus, mm-hmm. for waiting for that appointed time for us. Mm-hmm. It was all for us. And it's at the appointed time. Yes. And, you and know, that, not appointed by us. That's right. 
And I'll tell you what, man, you know, when you think about it, just, you know, I know sometimes I go, man, I'm tired of waiting on this guy. <laughs> you know, you told me this 11 years ago, 12 years ago, whatever. And I think to myself, oh, my goodness, look what all he's done over these last years that I've known him. You know, and I just realize he's still pruning you, Scott. He's still getting you ready. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. Right. You know, same with my lovely wife, Teresa. <laughs> you know, and same with you. He's just getting you ready. And there's somebody listening right now that's just wondering and saying, I'm still, how much longer? I'm still waiting, God. How mm-hmm. much longer? Well, you know what? Think about it this way. You may have to wait 10 years. You may have to wait 20 years. You may have to wait a whole lifetime. But you got eternity to spend with Jesus. And it's a journey. That's worth the wait. It's a journey. It is a journey. And on this journey of him pruning and and mm-hmm. taking your props out from underneath you and moving people in and moving people out, we've seen that too. Oh, yeah. People blown our minds that, wow. But we realize we're moving forward with God and we, you know, we want what he wants. That's right. And you just enjoy the journey and, and watch how he reveals himself and you look back and go makes sense now didn't that's make right. sense then but I, I trusted him then and i trust him now that's right well waiting on god and waiting on people are two different things yeah please don't please don't get those uh mixed up waiting on people that's a fleshly thing okay mm-hmm. that's just something you know we just you know, we get our pride up or we get hurt or whatever the case may be. But waiting on God, you'll never get hurt if you just trust in him. Mm-hmm. But maybe, you know, some people listening today, they don't trust him. So not, maybe that's a hard time to, hard to wait on him. But you know what? It may be also because you've never given your life to him, never given your sincere heart to him. Sincerely. Sincerely, yeah. Or maybe you thought you did and you're realizing today, gosh, I never did, man. I said the words. I never gave my life to him. Right. So you know what? If you want to learn how to wait on God, because he wants, believe me, it's worth the wait because he's got so many great plans for you. But if you want to learn how to do that, you need to give your life to him today. We pray that you do. So if you would, please... Pray these uh, words with us and know that you're saved. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord, for who you are. Lord, we know that you died on the cross, that you rose on the third day. And because of that cross, you say my sins are forgiven. If I ask you from a sincere heart to forgive me, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Lord, I want to wait on you. But I don't want to wait any longer to give my heart and my life to you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, please email us at info at livingitup.org, along with any prayer requests or suggestions you may have. And also, you know, today's Friday. We want you to really pray about it, uh, about a church to go to this weekend. If you don't have a church to go to, and you're in the Dallas area, we, we, uh, we'd we love for you to go to Gateway Church in South Lake or one of the other campuses uh, around around the city. 
And if you're not able to get there, just go to gatewaypeople.com and you'll see the podcast. You can you can watch it live. That's right. Well, it's Friday, like we mentioned earlier. It's the weekend. Mm-hmm. We sure hope you have a good one. Yeah. And uh, what else can we say? Be safe. Yeah. Enjoy your life. We love. We you can't know, wait to talk to you on Monday. Also, avoid making mistakes by being too eager to act this weekend. That's right. And so, until we talk to you tomorrow, uh, no Monday. Uh huh. So until then, keep living it up. While beginning again. <laughs>